Hello to all friends and fans of the pulp, paper and bioproducts industries. Welcome to our exciting Andritz Spectrum podcast, where today we'll be talking about Andritz pulp sheet drying developments and taking a deep dive into the dryer itself. I am Mark Rushton and I will be your host. They say you have to adapt to survive, but you also have to adapt to thrive. In this case, adapting drying capabilities as pulp mills get bigger, faster and more efficient. Andritz is a global leader in engineering and delivery of key components for modern pulp drying lines and, of course, of continuous services to keep the equipment operating with the highest efficiency and performance. The technology has developed significantly over the years, so in this episode we're delighted to bring you two guests from Andritz who know all there is to know about pulp drying lines and the significant developments in the area of pulp sheet dryer technologies. So today we are delighted to be joined by two drying technology experts from Andritz. Welcome Ola Larsen, Director of Technology and R&D for Pulp Drying, and Frederick Fors, Product Manager, Pulp Drying. Great to have you with us, gentlemen. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much. So, um, to start with, uh, can you give us a brief helicopter overview of what advances Andritz has made across the drying island? and specifically in dryer technology over the last years. Um, Frederick, perhaps you could give us some examples of what has changed and improved when looking at increases in capacity, consistent quality, energy efficiency, and environmental factors. Okay, Mark, let me try to do that. One trend that we have seen over the last years is the demand for high capacities. Today, a full-size drying line can handle web widths over 10 meters. This means that even with high dewatering capacities in the wet end, it's still a huge amount of water to be evaporated in the dryer. In some cases, well above 100 tons of water per hour. If I should look a few years back in time to when we introduced the latest generation of the Andritz Airborne Dryer, the highest production uh, capacities, what we saw at that time, were just below 3,500 tons per day. In the development work of the new generation, we thought that we were really aiming at the sky, targeting a capacity of at least 5,000 tons. That's almost 50% more than we had ever built before. And today we see that customers are already challenging us with this figure. Wow, Frederick, that's a ramp up of capacity. Uh, what on earth are you doing to keep up with this? Uh, one way to meet these requirements for higher production is simply just to make the machines bigger. Another way is to make them more efficient. And to achieve this target, we have done both. To squeeze out more efficiency, we are continuously optimizing heat transfer, air flows, and heating capability. A lot of efforts are invested for key performance components such as blowboxes, fans, and heat exchangers. When it comes to supporting a consistent pulp quality and energy efficiency, one important task where the pulp drying island must contribute to keep the whole mill in a good balance. 
good meal balance paves the ground for stable operating conditions of all islands within the mill. And stable operation gives just that, consistent quality, energy and environmental efficiency. I like to say that the keyword here is availability. Well, clearly there's been a lot of work going on in adapting to all of those that you uh, answered there. So you completely answered my question perfectly well there. Um, talking about increasing capacity, consistent quality, energy efficiency and environmental effects. Thank you very much. As we said, obviously a lot of work going on. So um, you mentioned availability. It's a key factor across a pulp mill and uptime means profits. However, downtime equals the opposite. So what has Andritz been working on to make sure that maximum availability is ensured across the drying island and especially the dryer? Well, Mark, availability, that is really an important area. And uh, to maintain a steady and stable operation, it is one of the really main targets for all mills, as said. It's also so that the shorter any downtime is, the less is the risk that other process islands need to slow down and thereby risk an impact on the overall stability and even potentially have an impact on the final product, pulp product quality. So um, availability, that's both an optimization of our own equipment and processes in the drying line, but it also requires an overall view on the surrounding process islands as well. For the drying line and the dryer, we have uh, several features that we would like to take the opportunity and highlight here. So let's give some example of tools that we have developed for the dryer in order to minimize uh, the downtime. So uh, I'll leave it to you, Frederick. All right. Then first, I'd like to say that uh, dryer availability must be based on proper basic functions. If I should give one example of a main basic function of an airborne dryer, we can talk about the sheet run. Obviously, as you can hear from the name, airborne dryer, the sheet must be airborne as it runs through the machine. In a modern high-speed drying line, more than 300 kilometers of sheet runs through the line every day. And if the sheet is dragging in the dryer, this could not only create quite some dust, but also lead to sheet breaks. And uh, this would then give a less availability. There are several conditions to achieve a stable sheet flotation. We need sufficient airflow, proper air balance, but most important is the design of the blow boxes, giving the needed flotation height. But even with all these conditions fulfilled, an imperfection in the drying decks where over the sheet floats can result in sheet dragging especially for the bigger drying machines with blow boxes longer than 10 meters, you can imagine that it's challenging to produce thousands of these uh, sheet metal boxes with straightness and flatness tolerance down to millimeter precision. This all sounds fascinating, Frederick. Uh, I mean, how do you achieve this? And can you tell us more about how you manufacture and install this precision technology? Yes, we, with our patented blowbox concept, we cover all perspectives of a good sheet run. For example, the blowboxes are not only manufactured, but also automatically stuffed into containers in our fully automatic production line. 
This assures very high manufacturing precision and good protection of the boxes before they are installed. When it comes to installation, we have an installation system that also assures that the blow boxes fit to each other with millimeter precision. And in this way, we do never compromise with one of the most basic functions for efficiency and availability of an airborne dryer. That is fascinating. Uh, there's a lot of physics going on there in those developments, you know, with those millimeter tolerances and then all that air flying around, keeping a sheet airborne, moisture, everything else. Quite amazing, the, the technology involved in this. So uh, we obviously seek perfection in the running of drying lines, but of course things happen and disturbances occur. Um, I have to admit, some of the most exciting times I've had in a mill is when there's a sheet break. It's great. That's when all the people come out. That's when all the action happens. But obviously, that's not what you intend to do. So can you tell us which tools are now available in case of disturbances? And Ulla, what can you say on this subject? Yes, uh, even with the basic principles in place, like Frederick mentions, there will still be times with operational changes and disturbances. And first feature to mention, that is what we call our web position sensor system. In case there would be an unexpected disturbance in the operation, which then can cause a movement of a web sideways, the dryer are equipped now with sensors that detect this and that together with the system adjust the web's position during the travel through the dryer. If we compare this to earlier, then a web movement was not identified until after the dryer. And uh, this system uh, can, of course, be used also in a predictive perspective to give an early warning for anomalies, indicating, for example, equipment damages or wear, which can cause these disturbances. Uh, with this web position sensor system, we can say that the dryer has now been equipped with more eyes. Now there's eyes even inside the dryer in order to monitor the running web, and then the system adjusts it accordingly. And this is a patent technology in now being implemented both in new dryers as well as in earlier installed dryers. Okay, so here the plan is to try and avoid disruption or disturbances within the running of the drying line. But um, obviously sometimes it happens. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just can't stop it happening. So, Frederick, what happens if there is a sheet break? How quickly does things get back up and running again? That's true, Mark. There, there could still be a sheet break. And uh, in that case, as you say, of course, the target is to get back to production as fast as possible. Uh, the time for uh, cleaning the dryer can be a bottleneck uh, for restarting the drying line. Uh, in the biggest machines, the broke to be cleaned out from each deck in the dryer can have a weight of about one ton. And uh, to minimize the cleaning time and the required manpower, we have a patented solution to built into the dryer, which pulls out the big and heavy pieces of broke. Okay, can you tell us a little bit more about this patented solution? How does it actually work? Well, first, the name of this patented solution, we call it the broke removal systems. We split it into two, two parts. We have inside of the dryer, the internal broke removal system, which uh, consists of a nip that uh, is, is activated only by the push of a button. So the system automatically then uh, pulls out these heavy pieces of broke 
And uh, this uh, broke is then fed into the external broke removal system, which then finally pulls out the broke into the pulpers. Uh, however, there could still be small pieces of broke left in the dryer that needs to be found and cleaned out. Um, Ulla, can you enlarge a bit on the broke detection system and ultimately how much downtime might it save? Well, the uh, broke detection system, or the BDS as we call it, that's our support system to locate pieces of broke inside a dryer. And as I said, in case of a sheet break inside a dryer, this will assist operators to find these pieces. And um, as already mentioned earlier, this is, of course, to speed up and facilitate the total cleaning of a dryer before you refret it. Uh, this system, system is laser-based, and uh, it has a unit traveling up and down on each short side of a dryer. It looks automatically inside the dryer on each separate deck. And this way, it finds and locates these remaining pieces. Whether large or small, uh, it finds them. And uh, as you can understand, if these pieces will remain there, there are a potential risk for a new sheet break. And the scanning, it can take place in parallel to other cleaning. And uh, with the hand-borne tablets that the operators have, they are guided to the exact position of these pieces in order to remove them. And uh, this is based on a patent uh, that we have. And as soon as all of the pieces are removed, then the dryer is ready and can go back quickly and safely into operation. Regarding saving of time, as you was asking for, this is of course very specific to each plant. But you should remember that every hour that we have saved, finding and removing these, doing that before we are refreading, that means a better uptime. And as you mentioned, Mark, already in your intro, uptime means for the customer a potential for profit. Yeah, that, that, that's true. And, and then the, the next step in the availability strategy would be to bring the drying line back into operation in a safe and efficient way. The sheet must be threaded from the forming to the press section into and through the dryer and then finally to the cutter. And for this purpose, we can offer threading equipment which automatically feeds the sheet through the whole line. This means that there is no need for operators to put hands in the machine during threading, which is obviously safe and removing the human factor from the equation of successful threading. If we should look specifically at the dryer, the automatic threading system does not only bring the tail forward, but it also takes care of widening the sheet, controlling the drive speeds and the steam supply. And with these examples, I think we have covered a bit of how we are working with the dryer to support the high availability of the drying line and as well the whole mill. Excellent, gentlemen. Uh, great and comprehensive answers for that section there. Um, uh, just to go back to the automatic tail threader, uh, we've been looking at that recently, actually, in some articles with Andritz, and um, it, it's a fantastic system because it takes away the exposure of the operator from really quite serious moving parts there, the rollers and the webs. So that's good news. So moving forward now, um, digitization has become a, a huge thing within the pulp and paper industry. So can you tell us about the industrial internet of things, digitization, and any digital tools that are now being implemented across the drying island? Ola. Okay, Mark, let's look into this. Uh, when talking about digitalization, let me first just refer back quickly to the availability discussion. 
development and implementation of our digital tools it has also assisted in improving availability as data and expert analysis and decision support has become valuable tools in order to do this. And also we should remember digital tools and data handling has also made the connection easier between our different process islands, making the whole so mill availability much more transparent and easily understandable now. But let's focus on the drawing line. Digitalization, as you said, is a quickly developing area. Uh, for the drawing line, we have packaged this uh, into what we call the dry queue optimization. That includes our tools for, should we call it, analytical software, advanced controllers, as well as new smart sensors and actuators, as well as our remote assistant options. And the last thing we call that the connect to expert uh, package. The uh, software tools that we are developing, they are based on our process and equipment knowledge, and they are continuously improved. And they are there to uh, assisting in the overall monitoring and the control of a complete drying line, including, of course, the dryer then. And these uh, tools, they serve multiple purposes and serve multiple users. For the customer and mill operation that provides analysis to give easy overview and support for the process and production-related decisions. Predictive tools are, are there to support more, should we call it, automatic process decisions, as well as, in some cases, in giving operators advices. For the drying line, we have support tools available for the different areas of the line, both for the wet and dryer, but also for the cutter and baling area. Uh, one example that this is used is, for example, in improving the total availability in multi-baling line cases then using automatic performance analysis and LR management. Uh, but we should not forget that these tools, they are also bringing benefit for our own engineers. For example, when we are starting up and bringing a plant for up to a quick startup and ramp up. And of course, as we mentioned, when supporting customers' plants in the troubleshooting. Yeah, I think these digital tools have become um, almost vital now, should we say. I think that the pandemic has sped things up and now we've got to the point where actually it's become a real asset to the industry to have these digitalization tools, particularly communicating remotely. So um, obviously, as we mentioned, across a pulp mill, uh, remote assistance has become an, a really important factor, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you talk about what remote assistance is now available? What is open to pulp producers on the drying line front? Okay, Mark. Uh, yes, the, uh, the pandemic period, yes, it has uh, for sure increased the speed of development and, of course, also a request for remote support, both from customer and supplier side. Although we should remember we did see this developing quickly already prior to this, uh, several years before, Today, from Andrews, we can offer remote support services for all process areas, both for single selected areas, as well as on a more mill-wide uh, level as well. For the drying line, we have packaged these services into what we call our dry queue optimization packages, just as I mentioned before. And uh, when it comes to the support part of it, remote support part, that's what we call our connect to expert. And uh, this remote support that's connecting to our dedicated expert and uh, support centers, our performance centers, 
And through these, a customer plan can be analyzed, evaluated, and troubleshooted, either on a regular basis or at specific cases and events. Regular meetings, both online as well as face-to-face between us and our customers, are part of such services, and I would say also a vital part of those services. And our experience from our DryQ optimization packages, including the remote part, remote service part, is that the performance of a drying line can definitely be improved through these continuous expert analysis and meetings uh, in a way that step-by-step operation conditions and availability are being improved. Excellent. Thank you. So again, another uh, adaption that's proving to be successful on the digital front. As we've touched on already, Frederick, safety is of major significance at pulp mills. Can you give us some details on some other safety features in place when it comes to the drying island? I will try to do so. And it really is like the saying that safety always must come first. Uh, First, a big portion of the safety is based on norms and directives. To pick one example, uh, today we see more fenced and gated safety zones like around the bailing lines. Another example I could think of, uh, a simple example of safety could be to bring the maintenance staff out of potentially unsafe areas by extending the lubrication points to positions which are reachable from outside of these areas. And when it comes to drying lines, specific examples Of course, the dryer broke removal system and the automatic threading system for the complete line are a good example of safety features. Excellent. Just just an extra question for you there, Frederick. Um, So the dryer broke removal system, would that normally have been done manually before? Would someone have actually gone in there and and pulled things out or how, how would that work? That, that's a good question going to the details of this broke removal system. It, it consists of, of two parts. Uh, and then the, many years ago, the, the, the operators had to manually pull out the broke by hand. But uh, we have developed a system which forms a, a nip inside of the dryer so that pulls out the broke uh, to, to the second nip located outside of the dryer, which then continues to pull out the sheet with a little bit higher speed into the pulpers. Okay, automatically, without manual intervention. Well, of course, you need to push the button. That's still not automatically. And and to give an example for the the really big machines with well widths up to 10 meters, I, I heard stories from dryers where they don't have this system that they need to be up to, let's say, eight operators to be able to pull out this big heavy sheet. But with this system, uh, you can be less than that, let's say, three persons to to guide the sheet a little bit and then, of course, to push the button. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Again, more work going on. So we're now moving on to circularity, which is pretty much taking center place when it comes to operations at pulp mills. Um, it's in all the news, it's in all the headlines. Um, in fact, Andritz has created its own initiative called Circle to Zero to address side streams, waste and emission issues. Can you tell us where the latest developments in the drying island fits into the Circle to Zero initiative? Ola, can you tell us about this? Yeah, well, 
Sustainability and circularity, they are important parts of the design of modern drying lines and dryers. And uh, in the Circle to Zero initiative, we are in the drying app focusing primarily on the media flows internally to reuse them, as well as in between the uh, <coughs> connecting mill islands, connecting to the drying islands. Um, let me give you one example that's already in use, and that's an example related to energy primarily. We delivered and we implemented a steam saving system to one Nordic customer. And based on an Andrews patent, uh, we took available heat, collected it uh, from the exhaust of a recovery boiler. The heat was then used to produce low-pressure steam. It was produced at the same pressure level as the low-pressure network of the mill. Then adding this steam to the drier steam supply, this additional steam's amount that made up or makes up almost 30% of the total steam required to the drying process. And this, of course, then opening up a possibility for a customer of using this sort of leftover fresh steam in a much more valuable process steps inside the mill. Uh, other examples of the sustainable solutions we are working with are, for example, minimizing the need of fresh water, but also to minimize any overflow to effluent in case of disturbances, grade changes, or unstable operations, either inside the drying line or between the process islands. Okay, gentlemen, this has been a fantastic podcast. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And, uh, you know, drying has come such a long way. We found that out in such a short space of time. So can you give us an idea of the journey you've been on? Um, Frederick? If, if I should start, I would say that the journey for sure is interesting. It's bringing us around the world, meeting new friends and always offering new challenges. The dryer itself was born long before me and has been on a long journey, but there is still a lot of things to be discovered, improved and developed. Ola? Well, from my side, I would say it's a challenging and never-ending development journey. The watering and drying technologies, they must fit both large installations, as you know, but also smaller capacities, and it must fit new installations and retrofits. And it also must fit new type of fibers showing up as well as new processes in the mills. So uh, to conclude, development journey has not, and is not only related to equipment, but it's just as much process optimization, safety, energy, environment, and an increased degree of autonomous operation. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for a very interesting discussion. Um, it's been fascinating, to be honest, and um, the pace of improvements going on at Andritz is mesmerizing. Um, in relation to the drying line and holistic approach to the whole line. Thank you very much indeed. So um, to our valuable uh, listeners, if you want to learn more about the Andritz pulp drying technology and solutions, or if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us via email. Uh, the email address is pulpdryinglines at andritz.com, which you can also find in the show notes of this episode. I'd like to say thank you very much to Frederick and Ola. Thank you to all our listeners and goodbye.